the official, unofficial Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, Down by the Bank. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, affiliated with Big Cat Country. Uh, Derek here with JK3. Uh, just going to catch up with after the Jets game, touch on that, obviously, and get ready for these old pesky Kansas City Chiefs. How you, how you feeling today, uh, JK3? Feeling good, man. Very excited. Uh, you know, week has kind of flown by with this Kansas City game coming up. It was like uh, as soon as the, the, the Jets game was over with, after I've baked in the sun for the third <laughs> third consecutive third consecutive week in a row, man. Uh, you know, I was looking forward to this game. It's been on the calendar for a while, ever since the, the, the schedule was announced. But now, 4-0 versus 3-1. You know, it's, it's, let's go. It's, it's go time. This is, this is, a, this is the yeah, spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get started, you, you mentioned to me earlier, just a few minutes ago, that uh, some commemorative tickets. You know, I didn't get the email. Um, the missus, you know, surprised me for my birthday with my tickets. So um, she probably got it and deleted it or just maybe forwarded it to me. I don't know. But what are these commemorative tickets yeah. they're talking about? Dude, so the whole thing, and this kind of really, it, it really, it was funny to me, but then it wasn't funny because. They wanted to come out, and the Jags, you know, did the whole mobile ticket. So anyone that's gone to the game or a season ticket member now, you got your mobile ticket. It's in your Jaguars app. Cool. So I'm going through my emails, and I see commemorative ticket offer. Like commemorative ticket offer. Okay, this is kind of cool. I read into it, and you, you can select one of eight games, or you can buy all eight, just like you would get in a regular season ticket mm-hmm. package. Uh, I don't know if they're hologram or if they're paper. There's something special about the tickets that you're going to get. But you can put your seat number, your row, uh, section number. You can put something commemorative on it if you want. Five bucks for one, 35 for all eight. And it's just one of those ways that they're just finding ways to continue to make money. They take something away from you and sell it back to you. That's Typical business, same thing that Apple's doing with the with the AirPods. They take the AirPods and say, "Oh man, they're Bluetooth," but then uh, they they ask you to get rid of your actual headphones, the headphone jack, but then they sell you an adapter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. <laughs> so it's taking it away from us and selling it back. I'm not doing it. I've screenshotted my tickets. I'm gonna have my wife make a a cool little uh, scrapbook <laughs> for memories, but there's no way I'm buying the commemorative tickets, especially if you yeah, take them away. Gosh, man. It's just uh, commemorative tickets. What will happen is you'll see some of the guys on the side of the stadium selling those next, you know, just like they sell those old, you know, stupid T-shirts, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey is the uh, and Fournette is the uh. Yeah. yeah, that's stupid, dude. It's yeah. gonna be the same. Yeah. yeah, all these, all these random yeah. things and everything else like that on it. Make the teal deals yeah. electronic. Make the teal deals electronic and give me back yeah. my we're, tickets. I wouldn't. Yeah, we, we, don't need, we don't much need commemorative tickets. It's just like commemorative tickets is almost like a. Um, it's almost like buying a retro Jordan. You know, it's not. And you buy it in funky colors. It's not the original colorway. It's something different. Now, now we don't need all that. And people are still buying those the flea market jays. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, they're they're buying the the. I, that's a completely different podcast. But yeah, man. Um, coming off the Jets right now, 
great win. We won't beat you down too much, man. Throw a couple quick hitters at you. Uh, first of all, the boat looked, uh, you know, he was, he was out there sailing, man. He was out there doing what he does. I think his best career game, 387 yards. Uh, he had a pretty good string of uh, consecutive completions as well. One of my concerns, man, is like, so we beat the, we, we beat the Patriots, yeah. right? We beat the, uh, we beat the, the Giants. So we had a pretty good game against the Giants, beat the Patriots. And so what I'm getting at, uh, lost to the, uh, Titans. What I'm getting at is that in the games where he's had his biggest pass, like happy games, he's always had his best game. Is that a concern that this guy's got to play his best football, like throwing for us to win? Well, look at it this way. Most, you know, your average QBs, let's say your average QBs, let's not use the upper echelon ones. Uh, they only play about one or two good games a year. Uh, the rest will be somewhat yay and then and then bad. So if, if we're going to get a good game from him every other game, like one of his best games, I'll take that any day. Because that's eight wins. The defense will get you two or three, and that's 11 and five. So that's one win better than what I put us at, which was 10 and six. So I'll I'll take that all day, every day. Yeah, um, it's really cool to see him throw the ball. It's it's just one of those things where I like watching him throw the football. I like seeing our, our receivers get open. I like seeing the creative play calling. I, I, one thing we can't do as a team is get one dimensional. And as much as it sucks not having you know, Fournette in there, I think TJ has done what he's needed to do. Um, it's kind of forced us to get a little bit uncomfortable and go deeper into the playbook and not really have to rely on the running backs to go ahead and, and, and make those plays and get those tough yards. Uh, getting open is something that they, they did pretty good yesterday, or excuse me, on Sunday. They did it also against the, uh, the Patriots. They did it also against the Giants. So maybe the key to victory is actually Blake throwing the ball and maybe, you know, getting established with those receivers. Yeah, Bortles is, when he's hot, he's hot. He, when he's not, he's, he's not. I think that's still more of a mental block thing with the Titans, but, you know, that's a different story. Um, the wide receivers played a phenomenal game. Dede Westbrook and Moncrief, of course, really showed up. They showed up and showed out for the, for most of the game. Jamal Adams, the jet safety got a little bit mad. You know, they were like, you mad, bro? You know, <laughs> you mad? Uh, but at the end of the day, that's what needs to happen. You know, we ran a lot of drag routes that game. There was a lot of man coverage that was played. You're not going to cover our receivers, man. We've shown that. We've proven that now twice. Uh, we have the best DBs in the league, so you're not going to find another team with better DBs than we do that they go up in, against in practice every day. Mm-hmm. With that being said, our wide receivers played outstanding. They definitely lived up to the you know to the bill as far as uh, all the offseason moves that happened with Robinson and Hearn's departure and Marquise Lee getting hurt. To be honest with you, I'm not the biggest fan of Marquise Lee anyway, so I like where we stand right now with the three, four receivers that we are using, uh, D.D. Moncrief, uh, Keelan Cole, and then if we use Mickens as a fourth, or, or DJ Shark, depending upon um, what what the situation calls for. Shark is Shark, Shark hasn't been yeah, impressive he's, to me. He's dropped some balls, and I'm hoping it's just rookie jitters. I'm sure it's I'm sure it is. He's yeah. he's a he's a big physical kid that can really get down the field. He can also do some things well in the blocking game, running the ball for us as a wide receiver. Just you know, sometimes you got to shore up those hands and make sure that he he get he gets uh, catches the ball and does well. Yeah, man. I, I think 
I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I just get so gassed up by the production team that they do in the offseason with him, you know, making those those awesome plays, uh, you know, down the field in training camp and doing all that other stuff. And I, when I see it in the game and, you know, he's got a fumble here and there. And I think so far his best play that he has had so far this year was him recovering uh, a fumble. Um, so that that really that really prevented us from shooting ourselves in the foot. So, yeah, I mean, as long as the receivers continue to play, Moncrief showed that speed. Was that a 67 yeah, yard pass? Yeah, that was a big, a great pass, a great running catch uh, to separate from the defensive back. Uh, really sold the route, just and the DB just, you know, he he didn't think he was going to get run past. Like you can tell, you know, when you look at it with the, the, the highlights. So, and with the wide receivers playing so well, that really also doesn't hide our weakness on the offensive line because offensive line has played outstanding. Josh Wells has played out. Standing these last couple of games. I mean, better than anybody could have imagined. They can, all this stuff about technique and getting, hey guys, guess what, man? At the end of the day, it's all about blocking. Hips moving and steps and all that. Leave that stuff alone. Let the players play, do that. Okay. As fans, we need to just be glad that Bortlesons are getting knocked on his butt half the time. And we got to do whatever we have to do. And then now with Wells and we got um, uh, Shatley has stepped up too for Linda. Linda went down. Hey, man, it's all about depth. That's why they built depth at that offensive line. And all of us that badmouth Josh Wells, including myself, including this podcast, we need to take that back. He, he's done a phenomenal job. Yeah, he stepped up big. I mean, we thought Cam had some 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 big shoes to – or excuse me, we, we knew that Cam had some big shoes playing that left tackle position, but Wells has come in been more than serviceable outstanding so i take it back and you know shout out also to shatley stepping up with linder i think uh linder has shown that he's been one of the most uh you know productive centers uh, in the league and you know for shatley to come in and completely you know step right up and uh you know continue to perform uh, you really didn't see any drop off from the offensive line norwell has, has held what he's needed to do and, and done everything as well and i think uh Parnell also is getting, uh, you know, a little bit uh, not getting enough credit as he has been. It's just weird that the offensive line have been the scapegoat for this team for so long. And now they're actually, you know, one of the better improved units on the offensive side of the ball. So, you know, shout out to yeah. those guys. Yeah. Defense, the, the, re, the roundup, the, the Jets recap, man. Defense lights out. They did what they had to do. Yeah. End of story. Wish we could get a few more picks and turnovers. You can tell they're working on that. They're really trying to get those turnovers. But when you you got to look at it this way. When you played defensively as well as they played last year, teams are extra careful with them. They'll do things to make sure they don't get the turnovers because that's a momentum swing. You know, our team, we're a momentum team. The defense gets a turnover. Game over. Usually last year when we when we got a turnover, Bortles and them and company usually made it happen and in getting into the end zone and getting points on the board. Teams are aware of that now and they understand that our team feeds, you know, off of that. The Jags feed off of that, so they're working on it. They, they're they're going to come. You can see they're tr- they're really trying. They're working hard at it, and it's going to come around. Yeah, the I I think they're not going to have a lot of those. Those plays where the ball is just thrown up and, you know, somebody's going for like a 50-50 ball because they know what our corners can do. 
Um, you know, we put a lot of stuff on tape to show that there's not really going to be, you're not going to moss Jalen. You're not going to moss AJ. Nothing's really going to happen that way. So I think teams, like you said, are being a little bit more, um, careful, uh, doing what they can to prevent those turnovers. But the way you combat that, you just got to go yeah. out and take it. You got to have the strip sacks. You got to get the fumbles. You got to get your hands in there and rip the ball out and everything else like that. I think the turnovers will come as the season prevails. You know, I mean, we're only in the first quarter and I think we're expecting so much. Uh, you know, as a fan base and expecting them to continue to pick up like they had, like they, like they left off, which they have still number one overall defense. Don't get it wrong. But I think it's just the, the turnovers now that, that we're looking as fans and the, the, the pick sixes and the fumbles and, and things like that's going to come. Really quick question though, just to kind of add a little, who do you, what unit do you think has their, their, uh, you know, their, their next turnover? Um, in this game coming up. I, I want to say linebacker, but mm-hmm. um, the, the, our corners and DBs are going to get plenty of opportunities. It might even be a safety if I get it really nailed down. Um, to, to, and to transition into this game uh, with the Chiefs, man, hey, fans, you know, we've been through a lot. We've uh, obviously had a lot of ups in these last, you know, the year and a quarter. Uh, definitely a, a crap ton of downs, but this is this is this is uh this is this is it. Okay, with this offense we're going up against here th- uh, this week with the Chiefs, um, the Bortles and, and and wide receivers uh, to start off with. It, it's time to go eat, man. It's time to go eat. Yeah, yeah. It's it it's this is the spotlight, man. This is the this is the slobber knocker. Uh, it sucks that it's a one o'clock game. But, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, it, it's just going to be one of those games, man, where everyone is going to be tuned in. ESPN is going to be covering it. You got the number one offense versus the number one uh, defense. This is uh, as early of a matchup that you're you, you know going to see. This could be an AFC championship matchup, uh, you know, a prequel mm-hmm. to it. You know, the way the things have been going, the way Kansas City has been rolling, the way we've been going. I, I, I can't wait, man. It's one of those things that you always, you know, look to see. This is the things that you try to simulate on Madden as much as you can, and we're going to see it in 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 real time on Sunday. So, uh, you know, some of the keys to the game, man. Bortles has got to go out and continue to play his best game <laughs> that he possibly have. I mean, you mentioned earlier the momentum shift and how how we're going to do it. We got to go out. Punch these guys in the mouth, drive the ball down, silence Arrowhead. Supposed to be the loudest stadium in the NFL. Uh, silence Arrowhead, and and really just Bortles has got to be on his game. I think Kansas City is the worst defense statistically in the NFL, yeah. right? Like yeah. down there, yeah, they're they're bad. They're you know, um, Eric Berry, uh, safety for Kansas City, isn't playing. He's got like a bad heel. He hasn't played since he hasn't even played in preseason games. So he's out. Their secondary is not good at all. Our receivers should have plenty of looks. Our tight end, uh, you know, you know, Austin Safari and Jenkins, O'Shaughnessy, Niles Paul, they're, they're going to eat. They're going to eat too. We we should have plenty of success against them. Um, if you look at some of the the uh, the Denver game they played on Monday night, um, the re- Case Keenum missed some throws. Kansas City had no business winning that game, whatever. It was a throw mm-hmm. where um, a Denver receiver, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, Demetrius Thomas, or Demarius Thomas, 
Demarius, Demarius Thomas, Thomas yeah. was uh, streaking down the sideline. Keenum, you got to have that. You play in the NFL, man. You got to have that. That's guess game over right there. They get that pass. They don't get it. They kick another field goal. They go up by six. Boom, boom. Chiefs score 10 points, win the game. So, right. <laughs> um, th- those are some plays you got to have. And Bortles has shown that he could, you know, drop those dimes. Another thing, too, is, you know, while Bortles has been playing well, he's having fun. He's over there talking to the defense, right. you know, those guys. That's what I, I've been saying it all along. Every, it, he's just having fun. That's the only difference between Bortles two years ago and Bortles now. If he goes out there and has fun, Chiefs defense is going to be in for a long day, very long day. Yeah, that, that confidence builder also goes along with that momentum. And he, like you said, when he's out there having fun, uh, talking a little bit of smack when he was mic'd up this week, talking a little bit of smack to the Jets. Uh, you know, his press conferences have been light. They've been fun as well. E- everything, winning cares all. Winning, winning legitimately cares all. And, you know, I, you mentioned that, uh, you know, it, that the, uh, the tight ends are going to have a field day. I'm really excited, man, to see what, what Yeldon and Corey Grant are going to do. This has got to be one of the, the, the best times for us to really go deep into that playbook and get some of those flare, flare routes, get some of those um, passes out there in the flats and just let Corey Grant do what he needs to do. Even though the defense is you know down towards the bottom of the NFL, you still got to keep those guys honest. Um, you know, you still got to really go out and still stick to your game plan, stick to your guns. But if you see something, you got to be aggressive and expose. You, you, you must. Because you just don't know what is going to come at them or come at you in the second half with those adjustments. And Mahomes, we haven't mentioned him yet, but I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll get to him. But keeping that that defense, keeping our offense on the field and their defense on the field as well, and keeping Mahomes on the bench and Tariq Hill and you know that that off or that offense that they have, keeping those boys on the bench is what's really going to help us win yeah. the game a lot. Yeah, with uh, if Yeldon and Grant can get at least seventy-five yards on the ground between the two of them, that would be great. Bortles to pick up that other twenty-five to keep us at a hundred. Um, we we really gotta you know keep that that defense honest. They they can rush the passer a bit. I'll give Kansas City that they do have some. They run a three-four and um, mm-hmm. they 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 can really get after the quarterback when they've made up their mind they're going to. Um, on a side note, really quick. If there are any uh, listeners out there that know any uh, yoga instructors, give them the address to the stadium. Tell them to show up and get (laughs) with Leonard Fournette, and he needs to do something, okay? When you're wound as tight as he is, and what I mean by that is Fournette is a very put-together person, like football player. I've seen him in person. He's a big dude. A lot of guys, they're just wound up so tight that they pull everything, and he's always had the hamstring problems. So, hey, we got, you know, whether if it's over there in Riverside, the beaches, there's got to be some yoga instructors around here somewhere that can go stretch yeah. this dude out. Put him in the room, get the music going, work up the sweat, really get some stretches in, do, do something. <laughs> because uh, Get yeah, hot I, yoga going. I, I don't know, light some candles, incense. I, I don't know, man. Come on. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it, it his hammy right now is being talked about more uh, than 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 it needs to be, and it stinks because he is a feature back. But I mean, we've had a couple of guys come in and work out, haven't really you know just kicking the tires on a couple of free agent guys. I really think they should they should stick with Yeldon and, and Grant. They they brought Wilds up, 
Bring Wilds in. Let him take some of those some of those punches and take some of those hits that TJ Yeldon uh, would normally take with him running between the tackles. Keep Gory Grant in space. Keep him in space. Don't run that guy between the tackles, guys. Keep him in space. Let him create those mismatches and let him do what he does, man. He's like a human joystick. You know, you get this guy on the field. He's hitting the B button, spinning, you know, going over people. Or he can truck you. You got to keep that guy in space, man, and and really just – Kind of overcompensate for what uh, what Fournette would have given us, uh, you know, yeah. running wise. Yeah, and 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 our offensive line um, played. They definitely played, you know, great last week. They got to keep up that same momentum. Uh, Chiefs, you know, I said before with the three four, the three four is just it's just a funky defense. You know, it's it's very it's very weird. They do a lot of weird things on third down. Um, their outside linebackers are basically the defensive ends. Uh, excuse me, they get after the passer. So you, you really gotta, uh, really gotta sit back and think about it. Although their defense is very bad, we also can't sleep on this. We can't sleep on this team. We can't sleep on their defense. Um, if we if we sleep on, them, they're they're gonna they're gonna make us pay. And pretty much the, the offensive line, they, they'll be ready to play. They'll be ready to come play, uh, depending upon who we have. Uh, you know, Shatley's been a great uh, backup. So if Linder, if Linder can't go, then uh, we'll have Shatley. Obviously, we have Wells, um, and then you got Can, Norwell, and uh, Parnell. So they'll be ready to play. Yeah, yeah, man. So defense, mm. Mm. they've been talking about their number one. They've been the most vocal unit that we have on team. Hey, this is what you want, right? This is. This is the matchup. Yeah, you dream this is of, the right? matchup that separates the men from the boys. Okay, this is it. Uh, Andy Reid, great offensive mind. Uh, he's never won the big one. He, he, he's he, he's won it as an assistant in Green Bay. You know, he was a quarterback coach and and uh, offensive line coach with Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packer teams in the mid nineties. So, and he's got a young kid back there, man. I'm telling you right now, kid, that arm is the truth. Nobody's seen yeah. anything like it, dude. I think during the pregame of the Denver game, when Mahomes threw that ball for like sixty something, sixty five yards in the air, and it, it reminded me of that old Michael Vick power oh, yeah. commercial when he's just <laughs> when he's just throwing the ball. But man, they are they, they're loaded. I mean, they they really are loaded. They they've the number one offense for a reason. Um, Mahomes. Is uh, they uh, everyone kind of doubted Andy Reid when they were when they were when they drafted Mahomes and knew that he was going to be the successor to uh, Alex Smith, and you know these last he Mahomes didn't even get that much that much talk about during the preseason. It was all Baker Mayfield. It was all Sam Darnold. Um, I I think it was uh, you know Lamar Jackson as well, and maybe because they are <clears throat> you know rookie quarterbacks. And they're fresh into the league, and Mahomes kind of just sat back in the shadow of uh, Alex Smith, and now I mean, emerged. I mean, he's making Andy Reid look like a genius. And then plus, uh, when he was getting flushed out of the pocket last week against uh, Von Miller, that left-handed mm-hmm. throw, like, come on, man, that like that that's not hey, normal. He's got the pedigree, man. His father, you know, I think I said it last week or last episode. His father was an ex-major league pitcher, so that's definitely where the arm strength comes from. He's a big dude too. He's like six four, six five, something crazy like that. He's not fast. He's not gonna sit there and, and Michael Vicky or even Marcus Mariota. He definitely is not those things. But he can move. And that's when he's most mm-hmm. dangerous. So our D line yeah. has to win. 
Okay, and they have to stay disciplined, though, too. Meaning, keep him in the pocket. Don't let him get outside. There's reasons why with, with our defensive backs, because no DB, I don't care how good they are, can cover six, seven seconds. It's just not possible. Okay, if we do do that, hey, that's you know, our DBs are some, some of the best that the league has ever seen. Okay, and we technically do have one. But there's a clock. And the more he extends that clock, the better chance they have of making a play. Yeah, I think if you hold him down and if you contain, if everyone contains and keeps him where the keeps their eyes on him and permit prevents that backyard football movement that he does and what's and that ad living that he's so good at, keep him contained. That and Denver really kept him contained for the first three 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 quarters. First three quarters of that game on on, uh, on Monday night, they kept him contained, and and that's the thing. You keep him contained, you keep him in his pocket, you keep him where he can't get out and make those Aaron Rodgers-esque type plays, those Russell Wilson-type plays, those you know uh, those, those plays where he gets out of the pocket and scrambles and becomes ad-libs, because that's when you get a lot of your defenders that are chasing receivers, and you don't want him throwing them open, throwing them in a space you know where they can run to the ball, because I tell you what, you get Tariq Hill in space. Game over. The cheat, the cheetah. You're not, you're not, you're not Game catching that guy. Over. You're, 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 you're not, bro. You're not catching that dude if you get him in space. So it starts with a defensive line coming upfield, but not too far upfield. Yeah. You know what I mean? Coming upfield to where they kind of make that 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 pocket collapse on top of him and get covered sacks. That's exactly where we can go. Those covered sacks are going to lead to those ints. Going to lead to those opportunities for us to get it. But it all starts with the defensive line standing yeah, at home. The, the, Oh man, there's, you know, we we uh, definitely try to, you know, have this conversation uh, with along with the fans because we are fans. But sometimes I hear some things on on some of the sports radio shows that really irk me. So I'm going to break it down for a couple people. I think JK3, you and I were texting about this. So the Chiefs are going to use something called it could be called ace, it could be called one back, two tight ends, or as most of the Twitter football outsiders like to call it now, 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. They're going to use the second tight end to stay in and help block. This isn't if it's going to happen. It's going to happen because we have the best defensive line in the league. We might not have the best defensive linemen. That's the lineman. That's Khalil Mack for the Bears. The Raiders are stupid mm-hmm. still. Um, but... <laughs> They're definitely going to help their offensive line. They're not going to leave those five guys to say, "Hey, go block them." And well, you know, no, no. Andy Reid's too smart for that. Okay, he's not going to he's not going to fall for that. So we have to be ready uh, to make sure that we get the pressure on him and keep him in that pocket. He he can stand tall and he can fire that football, but the the, the proof is in the numbers. If he gets outside of that pocket and it's longer than three or four seconds. This was going to be a very bad day for us. It'd be a very bad day for anybody. So and so we we covered the defensive line. I think the linebackers pretty much have the toughest toughest job this day because if they get Kelsey, I mean the, the Chiefs are just they have just so many weapons, you know, everywhere offensively, which is why they are the number one team, uh, you know, offense uh, offensively. But I think with the the, the tight ends. They're definitely going to have their day ahead of them with 
Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, number one, number two, right? Those running backs right there. Even though Tyreek Hill doesn't really even line up as a running back, they they do some really crazy things to get him in in space. They do a lot of things to get him motioned and to do the best that they possibly can. That little jet sweep, a little hot potato pass that they do, uh, that's to get him at a running start and see if he can get that edge. Um, the linebackers, Telvin, Miles, Blair. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, that's just, you know, I don't even know why I mentioned Blair Brown. <laughs> but the, the, um, what, what's the, the rookie? The rookie's uh, name? I, I can't even think right now. I've got... Chiefs players in my head. Uh, somebody will help us out or correct us on Twitter or something with <laughs> with this day. <laughs> yeah, but I mean they they've definitely got the uh, you know they, they they've definitely got their their work cut out for them. Leon, Leon Jacobs, Jacobs, that's it. I don't know why I mentioned Blair yeah. Brown, but Leon Jacobs, you know they got the they got the day cut yeah. out for them. It, it you know they can get the the running back going or they can get Kelsey going. You know out there with his speed and his hands. Kelsey? Kelsey is extremely dangerous in the red zone. So with the Chiefs' offensive personnel, a lot of their receivers, I mean, Sammy Watkins is about 6'1", but he he's might not even play because he's he, uh, a little bit banged up. But Kelsey's 6'5", 6'6", and he is not scared. He's not scared at all. Um, he's a little bit, you know, people say, well, Gronk's the best tight end in the league, and that may be, you know, true by some opinions, but if Kelsey isn't the best tight end in the league, he's definitely not far behind Gronk. And when I mean not far, like really, really close. He's a gamer. He won't be afraid. He'll talk smack right back to, to Jalen and, and company. He won't fall for it. So they have to be ready to play their A game. And the biggest thing with someone like him is you got to hit him and hit him early. Just like with Kareem Hunt, uh, they're, they're um, uh, running back. They got to tackle him early and let him know that they are there and they're going to be there for 60 minutes. Yeah, that, that that goes back into the momentum, which seems to be a common theme, uh, you know, with this this episode is that making sure that they continue to, to, to just get on them. That's all they have to do, man. They got to continue just to get on them, continue to hit them in the mouth and, and show them, you know, really in hostile environments, this team you know, does pretty well in. I know Arrowhead is is you know the loudest stadium, but I they, they've done they've done pretty well. The Jags have done pretty well in playing in some some hostile environment. You know Pittsburgh last year, um, you know they played in New England pretty well last year. Uh, you know and, and they were able to steal a couple of victories on the road uh, in those hostile environments also last year. Uh, you know so I think with it being a hostile environment, they got to come to play. Uh, Kansas City is going to come to play, coming off a big win on Monday night, and I, I think the pressure really is on, on on Kansas City. Would you say who who's who's pressure it, it, to win more? KC it's on KC uh, because the fact that they're just now coming into it. Uh, you know, the old saying is when when you got a QB that no one has tape on, especially in the in the NFL, that he does things, and then when finally someone gets some tape on him, then we the teams make adjustments to stop him. That's kind of happened with the Jags a little bit on defense. That's why we don't have as many turnovers as we do. Uh, so we, they really have to, you know, play it play it safe and uh, the, the defense, and then at the same time, not not play it safe to to take their foot off the pedals. But they're probably going to do some things that you know, like they did in the Giants game. We'll get into here in a second to really keep people in front of them. But the Chiefs really, you know, they're the ones with the chip on their shoulder. They're the ones that finished, you know, strong, you know, or finished, uh, you know, had a great start and didn't finish so well last year, and then got bounced out of the playoffs. Uh, 
So there's going to be some things that they have to do that uh, really, uh, you know, take it to the Jacksonville, and which I don't think they'll be able to, to be honest with you. Now, I will say that with their team, with the, with the offense, the, the strength of their offense, you know, is they can get vertical quickly. And when I mean mm-hmm. by quickly, I mean deep shots down the field. You don't you, you Bortles threw a nice touchdown pass to Moncrief that everybody saw last week, 30, 40 yards. He had another you know, like deep shot like two or three three times to, to uh DD Restbrook that I think he completed. I think he tried one with Cole. So that's three or four. These guys average seven to eight. Okay, I'm talking 50, 60 yard shots. They're not afraid. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Ramsey, they're not afraid. They will go after Ramsey. I think this whole thing about nobody throwing to his side of the field, I think that's over. If they don't use a safety or if they don't play cover four, which is what we did against the uh, the Giants. Remember, t- television on television, they kept saying quarters. We talked about that, four defensive backs going back. We're going to have a problem, a very big problem, and that's not going to be good. So, Bottom of the bottom line, keep them in front of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as much as you can, keep keep those guys in front of you. Uh, don't don't let the cheetah get loose, and uh, we should be able to come back with the victory. Yeah. Right? So they have. Um, I'm trying to think. They have uh, Demarcus Robinson, uh, DeAnthony Thomas. They got another guy like Connolly, and then Tyreek Hill. So Sammy Watkins probably won't play, so we won't include Sammy Watkins because they said he, he probably won't play. But let's look at those three. I'm pretty sure the three of those guys, uh, Hill, Robinson, and Thomas, run like sub four three forties. And I know that. Yeah, yeah and I know that means nothing because football is not a straight line game. You know, although the, the goal is to move north and south, I, I know that means anything. But we've never faced a team yet this season, or even last year. They had this much speed at the wide receiver position. Deep comeback routes. Like they ran they ran a ton of those on Denver the other night. And Denver doesn't have a slouch defense. Right. So they they have to be ready to to really you know go up against that. And that's why it it is critical. Our D line must play well. If they do not get to Mahomes, I don't think we win this game. I want us to win this game. I want the Jags to win, but I don't think we win this game if our D-line cannot get to Mahomes. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it all starts with them. They're, they're going to have a big game. But, man, you, the, if if we wanted to see a test from the secondary, this is going to be it because you mentioned they, they get deep and, and, and in, in a hurry. Um it's really going to see, you know, we're really about to see what this defense is made out of. I mean, we really do. I mean, I don't think not not looking too far ahead of the schedule or anything like that. But uh, you know, there are a couple of teams that that are that are playing pretty exceptional right now that we get later on in the year. You know, your your Redskins, um, we get you, you Philly, who's playing decent. I would say, you know, you can never count out Pittsburgh. In my opinion, um, I think this is the toughest game on the schedule right now. At least as a week five, you know, uh, right now this this is probably one of the one of the marquee games and early matchup to to what could possibly come in the playoffs, especially as the AFC. And again, as we mentioned, AFC game, you really want to win these. It's a it's not a division game. You want to win those two, but you want to win AFC games just because these games hold weight 
Um, when it comes down to the playoff march, you want to try to get as much weight under your belt as you possibly can because you want the games to be at home. You don't want people, uh, you know, you don't want to go into the frigid, uh, you know, uh, back to Pittsburgh. You don't want to go to New England. You don't definitely want to go back to Kansas City or anything like that, you know, in the playoffs. So you got to win this game. Um, score prediction for me, I got 24-17 Jags. I think uh, the defense does exactly what they need to, and hopefully we can get a nice uh, you know, fourth quarter winning drive out of Blake. But I think the defense does exactly what they need to to get to this game. And offense, we're going to continue to do what we did and build on last week. What you got for me, uh, We're going 24-20. Uh, Lambeau contributes one field goal. We get three touchdowns. I don't think it's going to be a track meet. Um because of the fact that we're going to try and keep everybody in front of us, the the defense is going to play well. Uh, the defensive line is going to get after it. I do think that for us to win too, not only does the defensive line have to play well, but we have to jump on them quickly. Kind of how, kind of like how we jumped on New England those first two drives, two touchdowns. We got to jump on them quickly. Right. So we get up fourteen nothing, and then just kind of let it play out through the defense through the rest of the game. I think that's what we'll end up at a twenty four twenty score. Nice, nice, man. So uh, I usually try to do at least one away uh, game this uh, uh, a year, and I so happen to pick right this year. So I'll be out in KC, uh, rooting on, rooting on my Jazz, so, man, going to uh, so Mecca. Did you know that they do something in KC that uh, you you don't like? You know that, right? I have no idea. What's yeah, uh, they do something in uh, Kansas City. <laughs> uh, you know, my 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 nose are very down right now. People hate the coach. That's okay. I, I'm you know still gonna ride with them through and through. But in Kansas City, people they do the tomahawk chop. They kind of adopted it after FSU started doing it. Don't know the exact dates of when, how, and where, but they do the tomahawk chop. And it's gonna be dude. That's such yeah. a cliche. Oh, uh, hey, such a cliche. Hey. In, any team that has a Native American mascot, they do the chop. They they literally do. Uh, the Indians, the the Cleveland Indians do it. The Braves do it. Uh, the team out in the armpit of Florida <laughs> does it. Uh, <laughs> and now you're telling me the Chiefs do it too. It's it, it, come hey, on, be original. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Uh, I, I know there's probably very few, if no, Kansas City fans ever listening to this, but I'm going to tell you this right now. You guys do the chop with Ramsey, especially and Telvin Smith. There, oh, they're going to get fired up. So Jags fans that are Gator fans for for one day and one one day only for three hours in the afternoon. Ride with Telvin and ride with Jalen through that tomahawk chop and watch how fired up they get. Okay, so we can go out there and get this W. So I'm just asking for three hours. Let them absorb that energy <laughs> and then watch watch yeah. how we put the, put a beat down on them. I I don't know how I'm gonna put up with it, man. But I, I'm excited to hit. I'm excited to hit Arrowhead. It's one of the bucket list things that I that I've got. Uh, you know, in, in visiting a lot of stadiums. Uh, definitely down to put this Kansas City barbecue to the test. Uh, here, there's some pretty good, pretty good beer scene out there as well, uh, out in KC. So uh, yeah, I'll be able to. We'll probably do something kind of creative, man. Where where I you know do like a little on the field yeah. recording. Kind yeah. of or it, it, or in in stadium yeah. reporters, just, you know, make sure you get with a Chiefs fan on on some uh, Twitter uh, pictures or Twitter videos, and just say you mad, you mad, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, 
Um, well, hey, so hey, guys, if you're on uh, Apple iTunes, uh, leave us a five star review. Uh, we do appreciate everyone that's come through and left a review on us and, and comment for our our, uh, our podcast. We thank y'all very much for taking a listen to us. Also, man, hit us up on Twitter uh, at Down by the Bank. Or you can reach out to us individually um, at the D Rock T H A D R O C, or hit me up at J K D A T H I R D. Uh, more than happy to go ahead and shoot your uh, your questions, uh, any suggestions, anything else like that to us, man. And if you're out in KC for the game, uh, hit us up. You know, we had a, a couple fans, uh, you know, stop by at one of our last tail- tailgates here, so we really do appreciate all the fan interaction, man. And thank y'all very much for listening to us. So we will see you um, sometime next week after the uh, after after the Jags uh, and Kansas City victory. Or wait, no, wait, I need that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Thank you very much. All right, guys, take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.